Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hey everyone, back at it again with another episode of Playing Around. We have Josh, Tori here, Cruz all together. I mean, let's start off with some life updates. I mean, Josh, what's going on? I mean, oh no, wait, first, how is the wife situation? Did you guys finally make up? I mean, it's been a little bit of time, so I really hope you did. It we we did. And I think straight up out of necessity, we made up. I think just because we're locked in, we just had no I think both of us swallowed a little bit of pride and just because you just can't bump into someone enough times in a fight and then it just there's nowhere else to go. So we we did. Um and there were a few cocktails. <laughs> Who apologized first? Yeah, I was going to say, how long did it go on to before you guys yeah. ended up apologizing? Um, no, it's super easy. I just, when, whenever I f- like finally have enough, I apologize. And then she says, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then she goes, you know, you, yeah, you were stupid. And I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah. yep. But I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. And can I play golf? Can I go play golf? That's good. I'm glad you guys made up. I mean, it's always awkward and uncomfortable when you're fighting with your significant other. So that's good. Anything else going on in your life? I heard your goldfish died. That's really sad. Both. Both of them. I mean, this COVID, this is just both goldfish dead. So we've we've had two burials uh, and and my daughter turned 16 in COVID. Oof. Oof. Oh, no. How brutal is that? How brutal? Do you guys remember your sweet 16 birthday? <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> wait, what happened, Tori? <laughs> well, I remember I found out my boyfriend was cheating right on my 16th birthday. <laughs> and, my mom, <laughs> and my mom planned a full surprise birthday party for me, which we always get like a limo. And then... Um, we go to In-N-Out. Listen, I'm from a small town. There's not a lot to do. So we get the limo. We go like 40 minutes to the closest In-N-Out, and then we come back. Um, and my mom was doing this all as a surprise. And so she invited like my boyfriend and then like my best friend. But then my boyfriend and best friend were cheating on me 
together. Oh. So my mom, but my mom couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And everyone kind of kept telling her without telling her. But like, I had no idea any of this was happening. So like my surprise birthday had like, n- like n- my best friend and my boyfriend, like were not there. And yeah, it, it was just kind of a nightmare. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> maybe maybe 16 and COVID's better. <laughs> I'm like, good for her. She has no drama. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Pro yeah. tour. I went <laughs> to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with my mom. <laughs> I'm, a- I'm actually crying right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my god. Was this like a f- your like homeschool field trip or? <laughs> Basically, this... I got a shirt with a koala on it, and that was my <laughs> birthday gift. <laughs> no. That's serious. That's There's serious. more to the story. There's got to be no, no. some. Nope. Nope, nope, just a normal day in the life of Paige and her mom just went to the zoo for my 16th birthday. Oh. They got a koala shirt. Oh, my God. I, I'm I trying can't. to picture uh, me at 16 and, like, would uh, I want to go to the zoo? Like, I'm so confused. Uh, I mean, we had the best time ever. I mean, it was great. <laughs> You just, you have this endless barrel of nuggets about your life that I swear <laughs> to God, you need it. Fuck the podcast. We need a, a, a TV show. A, a, it, it's like Life of Paige, and it starts when you were born. And oh my God. I'm it's, so It's glad so funny, though, because I'll, I'm just, we were talking about our 16th birthday, and I was like, oh yeah, I went to the zoo, and I don't think anything of it. And then I say something, and you guys just die laughing. And I'm like, yeah, my life really was that pathetic, was <laughs> No idea. Like, that was normal to me. Like, that was fun. Like, we decided to go to the zoo. That was a treat. That was your treat. You and mom, the best friends, getting the koala shirt. <laughs> just hanging out. But Josh, I got to ask you, is your daughter driving? Did you guys get her a car? How's that oh, process been? Oh, yeah. So, all right. So here's the thing. It's really funny. In L.A., for some reason... No one wanted to drive, right? They don't want to drive. They don't want to get their driver's license. They don't want to do it. And then wait, one... sorry. When you say they, do you mean like all sixteen-year-olds or a lot of a lot of her friend, her whole social okay, group? Okay, got it. She actually has a social group. Sorry, Paige. Um... <laughs> oh God. Okay, she just said she went to the zoo. Let's make this a safe space, Josh. <laughs> I mean, he just speaks the truth. He speaks the truth. So. So they all, so then one of them got their license and now they all want their license, right? So now it's a, like, it's a hurry up and go. So she turned 16, but she doesn't have a permit yet. So we're, we're, we're teaching her how to drive. And I have a, I bought a Honda Pilot when she was born and it was, and I've had it. I have 250,000 miles on it. And my goal was to give it to her when she turned 16. So, and I still have it. So she's going to get that car 
and as soon as she gets her license but she's got a long way to go on the on the driver training she's there's a lot of anxiety on the road i relate to that i have really bad <laughs> driving anxiety now well so i didn't get my license for a really long time i think i got it when i was either almost 18 or was 18 so i didn't go through like the normal well <laughs> I failed my driver's license test the first oh, there's time. There's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> failed it the first time. Almost failed. So I I <laughs> failed the written part the first time. My mom was livid. She was so pissed. <laughs> so I had to, we had to wait and then I had to come back again. So I passed the written portion and then we had to do the driving portion. And so I was driving my mom's huge minivan and you have to do what's called the three-point turn or whatever that is. And if you hit a cone, you're done. You fail it. And I'm I'm doing my three-point turn, and I just straight back up into a cone. And I, like, look over at the guy, and he's like, it's a van. I didn't see nothing. I was like, awesome. And I just, oh! <laughs> so I passed. And then I, I never really drove, though. It was just my mom would always drive if, if she didn't trust me driving. And so I didn't really drive myself. Um, solo until I got to college and I and I'm a terrible driver like an absolutely <laughs> terrible driver and you were the and DD so, you were the DD in college too right I was the DD I was the DD I mean we all know the story where I got pulled over and they thought I was drunk and I was dead sober <laughs> um, that was first week, first week of college and so my dad he <laughs> I, have, I have two stories so my dad, he put this snapshot mobile device on your car. So it tracks hard braking, the time of day you are driving, um, but it doesn't track speed. And so my dad put a monitor on my speed on my car. And so you could, he put it to 90. And so if it exceeds that, it beeps. And I didn't know that. And so I <laughs> called my dad up and I was like, dad, the car is constantly beeping. How do I turn it off is there something wrong what's going on and i was like it's literally all day long it just beeps every time i'm in the car it beeps it keeps beeping he's like Paige, <laughs> you are driving way too fast i put a speed monitor on your car and oh. it beeps when you exceed 90 miles per hour and, and i was fast. like fast <laughs> it's fast it's fast and i was driving in Tucson, which there's really no roads that you should be going 90 on. Uh, there's a lot of potholes, and we called my car the grocery getter because it was like this suburban, um, or what is it called? Super. Well, it was a. It was like um. What are those cars called? They're like really long. They look like a Subaru. Suburban. Oh yeah, so suburban. I was right. I sounded really stupid when I said, it. I was like, I'm definitely wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a Saab suburban. It was it was really low to the ground, and so I would be dri driving so fast, and I would hit a pothole that I ripped the whole front bumper off of the car, and so I had to duct tape it myself, and so I had duct tape all duct over my car. Duct tape it yourself. Duct tape. It was literally holding the bumper up. There was nothing. I mean, I had to have the bumper on. So we would duct tape the entire thing. And for like gifts, my my friends would get me like different colored duct tape. And we would like decorate the front <laughs> bumper, all this stuff. So anyways, going back to the mobile device. So basically, if you are a safe driver, um, you will get, you'll save money. 
And the guy called my dad, my dad up and he said, um, you're, this isn't working. Like you're going to have to take it off your daughter's car, uh, because you are losing money right now. Um, she's driving at like 3am. She never stops. I'm exceeding the speed limit. And so my dad had to take it off my car because I was such a horrible driver. Well, have you ever gotten in a car accident or like, like what made you also be like, I just, I'm, I'm over driving. So I got in one car accident and it wasn't my fault, clearly. Well, I got in <laughs> My lawyer <laughs> says that I have to say it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I got in two. Um, the first one was definitely not my fault. I mean, it was my fault. I was turning out and then I got sideswiped, but she came out of nowhere. Like I literally didn't see her. No, I've been in one of those and I do believe it wasn't really your fault. I I And this bitch, this bitch, she was like, I'm totally fine. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is my first car accident. I don't know what to do. And she's like, seriously, nothing's wrong with me. I feel fine. Then I get a call the next day and they're like, this lady has serious neck pain and Mm. it was Oh, I hate her. Next one was my fault. I ran into um, the this car, and there was, like, an old couple in it. But they, okay, I was driving to a final. I was definitely stressed out, high on caffeine, and it was a green light, and you're supposed to go on green, and they were going. All of a sudden, they just stopped. They just stopped. And I ran into them, and I get out, and I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, I got to go. Like, I really got to go. I'm so sorry. I got to go. And they were, like, so mad at me and so pissed. I'm, like, you <laughs> oh, like you guys are old anyways. Like, you're going to die soon. Like, it doesn't matter. Get in the car and go. And they did. Uh... And they just, they, they just drove away. And I, like, had to sprint, sprint to my final. I was so stressed out. It was my econ final, and that was, I switched majors after that. It was the worst, like, two days of my life. The old people didn't hit you up for back pain? I think they were scared of me. (laughs) (laughs) I can be very scary when I want to be. Um, And then I've had a lot of speeding tickets. Well, technically, I've only had one because I've talked my way out of all of the other ones. But the one that I did get, the one I did get was really bad. So I was driving back home. Well, can I can I tell a story? Will I be thrown in jail for saying any of this? No. Statute of limitations. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly, I was driving. Okay. My friend. Allegedly, I was... (laughs) Allegedly, I was driving back from San... Or was I San Diego? Yeah, San Diego to Arizona for holiday break. And it was really early in the morning. No one... Allegedly, it was really early in the morning. No one was on the road. And I'm just going really fast. And the car that I had was... It was turbo. So it it would go just fast. And I wouldn't even realize how fast I'm driving. And... I'm just, I'm just going. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see a cop just go on the other side of the road, and uh, he do, he does a U, and he just turns around, come gets me, and he said, "Do you know how fast you're driving?" And I was like, "No, officer. Like, I'm just going to see my parents." And he's like, "Ma'am, you're going 120 miles per hour." That's you can go to jail. You can go in California. You can go to jail for that. Uh, yeah, it's called it's called reckless driving. And you literally go to jail. And you could go to jail yeah. if you were even going 19 miles slower. 19 miles an hour slower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely told me. But luckily, my hair was done. My makeup was done. <laughs> oh, I was wearing a nice low-cut, no. low-cut shirt. Um, I got out of it. I mean, I didn't... Well, I had to go to traffic school. But 
I didn't get thrown in jail. So that's that. But now. So he probably wrote down a, a slower speed because you can't even go to traffic. He, he, he wrote down like 108, I think. <laughs> but it's weird because I was like the worst driver in college. I didn't care. It was almost <laughs> like it was cool to go fast. Like all my friends were driving fast and we would have like races and we were just the worst drivers ever. And then now I think I'm so paranoid because of how I was driving. I'm like, I definitely could have died multiple times that I'm the complete opposite. I'm like a grandma driver. Like both hands are on the wheel. I'm going as slow as possible. I have anxiety changing lanes and I, I can't drive. Like I literally, I haven't driven my car in probably like nine months. I get people to drive me around because I can't drive. I, I will refuse to drive now. Like even going to your local market, grab some milk. Yeah, I, I like won't drive my car. I, I, in a way, it's smart. In a way, it's like it's smart because then you're not Lindsay Lohan, right? In a way, you're just <laughs> you're just taking a, you're taking half the fairway, half the miss out of the golf game, right? You're just not driving. Yeah. I don't know. But you have no freedom. I don't need freedom. I'm fine oh. being home. Okay. Oh Lord, we need to get this girl behind the wheel. Or do we? It's reckless driving. I don't know I mean, what to feel right now. I mean, I, I, is the zoo open? I don't know. I mean, I, I think maybe she can just stay at home. I can't stay at home. No, but it's it's funny because I was one of the best drivers out of my team. Like, we had a team of horrible drivers. <laughs> one of my teammate. Was this San Diego was, or Arizona? San Diego State for oh, this. Oh no, California. Half of that story happened in Arizona, and half of this happened in California. Um, but she was probably the worst driver I have ever seen in my entire life. We actually feared for our life being in her car. Um, but one day, she shows up to the golf course with a stop sign in the back of her trunk, and we're like, "What happened?" She's like, "Seriously, I just hit this sign. I was eating. Like, I don't know what happened." And we're like, "Where did where?" where was this sign? Like, there's no stop sign that is directly on the road. She's like, I swear, it was directly on the road. And so we're driving, she's like, it's right there. And it was probably like 10 feet oh my God. from the road. And you see her, <laughs> you see her. Her tire um, marks. Her tire marks in the grass. And we're like, you. <laughs> I'm so stressed right <laughs> you now. You weren't even close. And, and, you weren't even close. And then stole the sign? And then, yeah, I mean, I don't just know. Just threw the evidence we, in the back of her car. <laughs> and we ended up sticking it back in. But it was wild. I think being in San Diego, you just have to drive like that. You can't be a good driver in San Diego. You have to be very aggressive. And so I think I adapted to that. And then anytime I would come back to Arizona, my parents would be like, what are you doing? Why are you driving that way? I'm like, this is normal. This is how everyone drives. He's like, no, no one drives that way. Well, to be fair, yes, aggressive. You have to in Southern California, at least you got to be actually all of California. You got to be pretty aggressive. So I'll, I'll let that one. I'll let that one slide. Stealing a stop sign. There's like so many things wrong with that. Allegedly. <laughs> Don't you think other people will need to know when to stop? <laughs> no, I think that's actually like a, I don't know. Can you say like a felony or whatever you call it? Like, I think you literally get fined for that. Or a misdemeanor. It definitely, yes. Yeah, stealing it's something. Government, government property. Yes, absolutely. Well, so my friends used to do that allegedly <laughs> in college all the time. And so I, I still hate them for this. So when they were drunk, they would come home and steal construction 
equipment <laughs> or signs and then leave it in our apartment. And so they ended up leaving a day or two before me. And then I go out to our balcony and all of a sudden there's like traffic cones and stop signs. <laughs> and so I had to lug all of this stuff out from our balcony all the way down, like put it in the trash, tried to like hide it everywhere. <laughs> it was horrible. But I mean, gosh, college kids. I, 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 people. I'm guilty of that too. Temple yeah. Temple Court. I stole Temple Court. Temple Court was on my in my uh, apartment, so I, I was guilty of that as well. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Tori, did you ever steal anything? Uh, I don't think I've ever stolen anything. But UCLA, like I don't. I think the Wilshire sign has been stolen more times than ever before. Like, it's in, like, Sigma Chi. It's in, like, SAE. It's in my water polo friend's apartment. Like, that baby's gone all the time. It's a thing. It is a thing. It is. I just don't know why drunk people want to steal stuff. Like, how do, <laughs> how is that a thing? Yeah, like, I just don't get why people want to go 120 miles per hour on the road. Why, why is I that swear, a thing? <laughs> I swear I was going 90. I, I knew I was going fast, but I did not think I was going that fast. Pete, no one I, believes you, unfortunately. No. I'll have to find a picture of my bumper with the duct tape because it's quite a sight to see. My dad had to take it into the shop, and he said all of the workers there just started dying laughing because he was driving in with his zebra <laughs> print duct tape holding the bumper up. <laughs> I would like a picture also of the koala t-shirt from the zoo. I'll oh, try yeah. to find it. I don't know if I still have that. I, I burned a lot of uh, the pictures from my teenage years. I was quite unfortunate looking. So we try to forget about that. But oh, that in my past. Allegedly. This is all alleged, people. All allegedly. It's all gold. It's all gold. Okay. Well, enough of incriminating myself. <laughs> Josh, after this break, let's get into some sports talk because we got a lot to talk about. And I... I have something important to tell you guys. Juicy again. So keep on listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
Finally, a golf tournament name that I can pronounce. We had the Zozo Championship. I'm so excited. The little things in life. The little things. We don't have the Putagana. Uh, <laughs> so we had the Zozo. We had Patrick Cantlay. He won at 23 under, one shot ahead of both Rom and Just Justin Thomas, as Tori likes to call him, JT, not oh the boy. real JT. But it was a really great tournament. They played at Sherwood Country Club. Josh, have you played there before? No, I am. Uh, I am not privileged enough. But I've I've walked it. I've walked that tournament, and it's how do, it's amazing. It, okay, I was wondering because obviously they kept saying how scorable the course was. They finished extremely low, but watching it on TV, it looked very difficult. I mean, the fairways looked a little bit narrow. The greens looked kind of tight and undulating. I was surprised with how low they were going because the course from the TV looked very difficult. Well, see, that's, that's the, and that, that course is super tight and it's really up and down, right? It's, and as we always say, you know, golf courses don't, don't show the undulation on TV, but that it's, it's like this craft. It's a beautiful, wonderful course. But the thing was, um, if you, if you know how to play it and a lot of those players have played it, there are there are sort of shortcuts and tricks to that golf course, especially you know finding that that power slot, uh, hitting on the left side, hitting on the right side. I mean, uh, as and I don't know if you heard this, but um, Dustin Johnson just went through hole by hole with JT before he played because DJ was out. Um, and there's just these tricks, and there's so many of those guys that play that course that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of intel and info. But for the average man, hundred shoot hundred hundred and ten. Yeah, I get that. So our home course at San Diego State was the farms, and it was the same way. It's really tricky at first, and then once you kind of realize where you can miss it, it's a completely different golf course, and I can see that being the same way. I'm glad Patrick Cantley won. He has been so close for so long, and to kind of do it where, I mean, he went to UCLA. Um, I wish there were people there. I think it would have been such a great tournament for him to win with all of his, like, friends and family around, but still – Awesome they got that win and it came down to it. I mean, Rom and Justin were both playing really well. It was a pretty exciting tournament. I I, I actually I agree. I loved it. And there were a couple different the funny thing about the crowd is didn't you did you hear it was sort of annoying because there were like a smattering of yells and they were like lame, you know, like Tiger Tiger did this whole thing before the tournament happened that he's like, at least these fans, you know or like I think they're like kind of like Augusta fans where they don't say the mashed potatoes are getting the hole they 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 offer good but there were some there were some like drunk yells um going on on that back nine at the at the end and I was kind of I was kind of laughing about it because well it's LA so um but let me ask you this what did you feel at the end when so they were playing off both nines and Tiger and Phil were and were finishing up right around the time that that Cantlay and then and then JT and and Rom were playing, and they were they were coming in at you know I think Phil was plus four and I think Tiger was plus two or something like that, coming in. What did 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 you did that elicit anything to you? Did you see that? Yeah, it's funny because I had some notes on that. I said Tiger finished tied seventy second uh, out of seventy seven players at plus two for the tournament, and it's. It's sad. I mean, when Tiger plays well, it's good for golf. And you see people trying to, like, make storylines out of Tiger, and it's just not happening. Like, his game is just not there right now. But, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's kind of like 
the old guys are on this side and they're watching the young guys come up. It was kind of like passing the torch. But it, it's it's hard. You always want them to play well, but I think they're just a little past their prime right now. I just don't think Tiger's body can hold up. And anytime you hear the commentators talk about Tiger, it's like he wasn't able to practice because he wasn't feeling great or his body wasn't this. Or I think he mentally is all there, but his body just can't keep up. And that's really sad to see. But I mean, I hope he gets ready for the Masters. I mean, that's what he's gearing up for. And I think... I think he should play Houston. I think that would be a really great tournament for him to play right before the Masters because he just looks a little rusty. But I I just don't – I just think it's gone. Like, the, the magic's gone. It's not there anymore. I think he could have got 83. I think he could have got his 83rd on this course. This is – you know, he knows this course better than anybody. He – so I, I was – that one was a real – like, I was, watch, I was watching updates on Thursday. I was like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, my God, he shit the bed. But this is a course he knows better than anybody. Maybe, maybe DJ, but and he's won there. So it's like it was so watching Phil and 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 Tiger. And then the, I mean, imagine being the third player on that. I mean, I think he, he ended up three under or something. And I was like, dude, he got to play with Tiger and Phil. It's funny. He put a tweet out and he said, I wonder how many majors and tournaments are won between this group. And he said, and plus one. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a good sense of humor about it, but that must have been such like a cool experience for him. But again, it, it's just sad to see people try to make Tiger into a big storyline every single week, and then it's just it's just not happening. But it's fun to see these new players be exciting, and you know it's funny because they kept muting it around Justin Thomas because he was dropping f bombs. But I like that. I like how fiery he is. I like how fiery John Rahm is. Rory breaking clubs like this is what I want to see I like these guys showing them their emotion and really getting into it. I think it makes it really interesting for viewers to watch especially now because there aren't any fans there and there's really no excitement at the beginning of quarantine I love the fact that they didn't have fans at these tournaments because you could really see the golf course but I'm missing it now I'm missing that energy and it's nice that these guys are kind of bringing that intensity for what is lacking with having no fans there. And I think JT has really sort of emerged as the guy in the Latin, in, I don't know if it's 2020, it's probably 2020, maybe even 2019. I mean, his game is there. He's always in contention. He is, he's colorful. We saw him as the, as the interviewer in the, in the match too. Um, he, like you said, he's, he wears some of his emotion. I mean, he, he's not afraid to say he fucked up. Uh, he yeah. tweets that stuff. He, and then, and, and, and he's, and he, so he's always in there. So he's always around. And that's the thing about golf. Like if you don't play well, you're not on TV. So JT, I think is coming up as the, the, as the guy to watch. And, and I felt bad. I mean, but I also love that he stumbled. I mean, I thought he was a lock after, after, you know, starting the, you know, the fourth day, I thought he was going to be a lock. Um, and so that was, that was also really interesting. No, I, I agree. And everything you said, I think JT is kind of establishing himself as the, the star of the PGA Tour. It's just, he's so, in my opinion, he's so close to being like almost like a Tiger Woods, but he just lacks like a little bit of it factor. And I think that's kind of the problem with a lot of these guys. There's nothing bad or wrong about them. And I think a lot of them are doing a really great job of being more authentic and trying to seem more real and they're doing a good job on social media but 
there's just no one out there that has that charisma or that it factor that Tiger has or that the the superstars have. And I wish we could just find that one person. I think we need that one guy now because with Tiger kind of slowly phasing out, you need you need a next superstar. These guys are stars, but they're not superstars. Yeah, they're they're, they're sort of like the like the Tom Watsons or the Ben Crenshaws of old, or the like those guys, the solid Payne Stewart or or Johnny Miller. These guys that, that won a lot. But we're nowhere near. And, and the funny thing is, as Tiger was coming in, Jack, Jack was on his way out. Jack was, I think, 50. When he made that run at Augusta, I think it was 58 or whatever. And Tiger was just coming on. So it's like, it's, the, it's literally the perfect time for someone to come in and, and, and grab it. And, um, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I keep looking and I'm looking at, you know, I, I, I really love the way Colin Marokawa's handled himself. And I... And, uh, and Victor Hovland's like, maybe, maybe, because he's just, he could do it, but it's, it, but it might, like saying, it might be Bryson. It might be Bryson. I was just going to say that I, I think out of all of the guys, Bryson might be that person because he enacts this kind of love-hate relationship with him, and I think that's what you need. I mean, a lot of people really hate Tiger, or a lot of people really hate LeBron. Like, I almost feel like you need that love-hate to make them into something great. And you even see it with Bryson. He, I'm sure you saw this all over social media, but he took a picture of his track man, and he said that he hit it, carried it over 400 yards. I'm going to repeat that. Carried his driver over 400 yards. That is fucking impressive. I don't care if you like him, dislike him. That's insane. That is insane. Carrying it. Carrying it 400 yards. That's probably like 40 yards past anyone that's ever carried it. Ever. Like, I would say that 360 might have been the... Like, even even the, the professional driving guys. I mean, you look at their stuff. I mean, it's it's nothing. 400 yards. I mean, I don't... Who knows if it's true it's or straight. not? It's straight. It's straight. Like, that's the thing that's so impressive about it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these guys could kick it into another gear and hit it that far, but the fact that Bryson is hitting it as straight as he's hitting it, and I'm sure you can say, well, he only hit six fairways at the U.S. Open, but, again, those fairways are super narrow, so he's not even missing it by all that much. It's... I, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Bryson, and I still think this is probably one of the most impressive things I've seen. And he's changing the game. He really is. I haven't wanted to admit that for so long, but if he keeps doing this, they're going to have to roll back the equipment or the golf ball. There's going to be something they're going to have to do because people are going to have, they're going to start trying to do what Bryson's doing, and the game's just going to get longer and longer and longer. And these golf courses, they're not going to fit 400 yard carries. It's insane. But think about it. now that you're saying all of this is sort of developing in my head is that look, look, Tiger did it. They had to Tiger proof Augusta. They had to Tiger proof everyone, right? So they're going to do what they can. They're going to run out of real estate for sure. I don't know, like, who knows about the bifurcation? Who, who, know, who, too early to tell. Too early to tell, by the way, also who's going to be crazy enough to work like Bryson does. I mean, all he does, I mean, I think he, I think there was something about his workout where he was hitting that driver. With that swing, I think it was for like two straight hours every day that week or something like that. It's just, he is just muscle memory and he's just getting it down like a robot. And here's the other thing about him being the next Jack Nicholas, next Tiger Woods, is he's also, like you said, hated and he's kind of a dick. And Tiger was kind of a dick. And Jack was kind of know. a dick. 
I'm kind of loving it. I, I think I've had a little bit of a switch on Bryson um, because he does make it so interesting and he makes our jobs a lot easier because we have something to talk about. I mean, when Tiger's not playing, you think of all the storylines, there's really not much out there. But then when Bryson's in the field, all we talk about is Bryson because he's interesting. Yeah. He's different. He's doing things that no one has done before. And I, I love to hate him. I love to hate him. It's just so much fun. But I here's my idea. I have an idea. I think so. You know, in other sports, you have regulation equipment for the pros. So, like with baseball, it's different than what they play in college, and with everything else, like if that's what it is across the board for this the pro league. So, why don't they just have one golf ball that everyone has to use on the PGA Tour, and that's it? Well, you, so you, it's you just know for why, the tour. Though. You know why, though, right? I understand it's a money issue, yeah. but here's the thing. How many people are playing on the tour? That's like .0001 of the golf population. It's not going to hurt ball sales. These guys don't pay for their golf balls anyway. Unless they truly think that because Tiger plays a Bridgestone, then everyone's going to play a Bridgestone, which isn't true because how many people do you know that actually play a Bridgestone golf ball? They don't. So it, it doesn't, I don't think that reflects people buying equipment or buying balls based on the pros and what they're playing. I think that it's not going to hurt the business if it's just the pros who are playing one regulation golf ball. Take it a step further in, in my head is what if, what if Bridgestone, Titleist, Shrixon, TaylorMade, uh, let's say your top 10, like let's cover everyone on the tour. Like there's, there's probably only about eight real manufacturers that people use, right? Why yeah. don't they all come up with a USGA approved uh, restricted flight model? Because then they get to add that. And then not only do these these pros have to play with that, but then people would buy them just for the hell of it and see what it was just like. Just to see what they're like. Yeah. I agree with that. So, so I think you're right. Like ball sales will not suffer because those guys don't pay for their balls anyway, but endorsements no. will suffer. And these guys, you know, that's big money. You don't mess with big money. I know. I mean, that's the biggest problem. It's like, but it, you know, it goes back to baseball, and they said that guys hitting home runs in the steroid era was saved baseball. And so, is the, is this the same thing for golf? Is seeing these guys hit it, carry it four hundred yards, something that's making golf more interesting? I don't know. So it's, I almost want them to keep it going to see what happens, and then if it gets too out of hand, they can roll it back. But a hard golf course is a hard golf course. Yep. You still have to get it in the hole, and it doesn't doesn't matter how far you're hitting it if you can't make the putts. Right. There's that whole points points gained, right? And the whole points gained is literally came from Tiger, from Tiger's yeah. domination, right? And it was the whole every single golfer at you know actually I won't even get into it, but. The idea that they're breaking this down to points gained now, and now the broadcasts are doing it, is that it shows you, okay, well, the farther you hit the ball, the closer you are to the next shot. And the closer you are to the next shot, the average is you're going to get it closer to the hole, proximity to the hole. And what they're saying is that overall, of all the points gained, proximity to the hole is the one that most players win with that stat. So I don't, who knows? What ball do you play? I play TaylorMade. Which one? Um, the TP5. Do, they, do you get it. free balls? Um, I know people. I can get free golf balls, but I would pay for my for my TaylorMade. But I so I played um, 
Pro V's forever, and then I had to play with the Chrome Soft, which is the worst golf ball. I think everyone should just play with the Chrome Soft. I mean, if you want to roll back the golf ball, don't do that. Just make all the pros play with the Chrome Soft, and then you're good to go. <laughs> but, I, guys, I got some big news. You're going to be shocked. Like, actually shocked. I love baseball now. Yeah. I love baseball. <laughs> it finally happened. It clicked after game four. I had this epiphany. It made sense to me. Yeah. I understood it. I got so excited. My nipples got hard. Like, it was a <laughs> moment, a moment in my life where I was like, I love baseball. It reminds me so much of golf, and I never realized that before, where it is slow, but that's what makes it so special, that it comes down to the last couple innings, mm -hmm. and it makes it so exciting. And the fact that it was the last play and that happened, I was screaming, and I don't even care who wins. It was Amazing. Oh, well, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think you're getting a little too excited. You're not realizing what you're saying. You do care who wins. Okay. You know, I know. I want the race to win. But still, What did you just say? It was... Well, no. Remember last episode we said that you're going to go with the Dodgers and I'm going to go with the Rays and we're going to put a bet on it? Yeah, but then I get confused because then I'm texting you and you're like, I'm such a bandwagoner Dodgers fan. Because I love you and I want you to like me. <laughs> So it's all this just a lot allegedly before everything now. Allegedly, no, I'm I'm good either way. I'm good either way. I really, I, I don't really care at this point. I just want to go to Game Seven. But I love baseball. I actually love baseball. And then after that happened last night, I was watching the game and I'm like, this is so awesome. Like this is amazing. I have a gray hair. That's interesting too, PG. That's interesting because Game Four was absolute circus, right? Circus. It had everything. It had everything, right? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, and and I, I love watching. I am like my second favorite team now is the, are the Rays because they're so fun to watch. And like mm -hmm. there's just there's just home run at any given point. It's just it was it's crazy. So I I love this series. But it but the you liked Game Five as well, which was Kershaw shutting them down. And and that's yeah. that was a lot more of a boring game. So I'm really so you do really like this because that was that was a lot more boring that Kershaw, you know, he got out of one really great mess and then he caught the guy stealing home. But but really that was a lot less exciting than game four. I think it's because you wait for that big moment and you never know what, when it's going to come. And yeah, it might come, but it might not come. But that's what makes it so exciting. It's like golf where all of a sudden, they played, you know, 71 great holes, and then it comes down to one tee shot, and they hit it OB, or, or they hit it great. You just never know, and that's what makes it so makes golf so great, is that they always say that the tournament doesn't start until the back nine of the final round. Right. And that's what baseball is to me now. It's like, you never know what's going to happen, and it literally could be the last inning, and they could win mm -hmm. the game. Like, that is so cool. I love that. You know, I won't lie, I did not have a ton of faith for Kershaw going into this game. Huh, why? I, like, okay, he did a study on game, was it game one? He was, in, he mm -hmm. started, and I, I felt like he, he, he did great. He did fantastic. But he just has the narrative where he doesn't really perform in postseason games. So I just was not feeling great throughout this whole game and then he he really he did great like he did great again and I will give him that but I just like still my gut when I think Kershaw I'm like he's just not gonna close that's just where my head goes oh my god uh Pro Tour you I think you need to get on the 
computer box and look that up because I think Kershaw is got an amazing postseason record. No, no he's no last for... year. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's known for kind of sucking in the postseason. Yeah, you need to go get on Google and you need to look up your facts. He did great, but his narrative is pretty much like he lost it for the Dodgers last year. I'm trying to think about that. Okay. But I do think that because he's so good, the expectations are so high. And so for yeah. him, him, failing is still probably better than a lot of pitchers. But to where he needs to be, he's never really played up to his potential in the postseason. And so now it's kind of like his final moments where he's doing it. Like he's actually getting it done. And it's great to see. And you could see the relief in his face after game five where he was like, oh, God, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Well, and the, the other the other thing with with Clayton is he's getting old, right? He doesn't have that 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 the speed on his fastball anymore, and he knows that, and they all talk about it, and so he's got to craft. Yeah, they his talked way, about it a lot last night. Yeah, he's got to craft his way around the 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 inning, and um, and he's this might be his last chance. I mean, these these guys have been the Dodgers. Have, this was they put all that money into that team. They've had three chances. To no avail. So this is this is the one. So they have to win. They have well, to win. the co- coaching staff is on the line as well for this game. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Well, a lot of people are going to get fired if they don't end up winning. But I'm going to say this: that we we're talking about athletes with charisma and it factor. Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh. I love him. Love I him. love him. I think everyone has to be a fan of Mookie. The way he just is so childlike. He's having so much fun out there. And he just has it. Like, he is so cool. No matter what he does, he looks cool doing it. Totally. It's a swag thing. It's like, he's got that, like, vibe. Like, he'll smile in the outfield. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I, I, I kind of agree with you guys. He's just, he's really He's really like the, got the cute factor going and the charm and swath. But Arazarina, dude, that guy is a beast. He's my new favorite player. Just really? Yeah. He's got, he's now got most hits in postseason. He's got most uh, HRs in postseason. He is yeah, a true. beast. And when he steps up to the plate, I, 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 I like, I do this. I like, <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Because he could hit the ball out at any given, I mean, he's always hitting the ball and he looks, he looks like he's going to eat your lunch every single time. He's a beast. He is a beast. He, for sure, he's a beast. But Mookie just has that th- that it factor. Mookie. Like, he, even just thinking of him, he makes me smile. And it's not, it, you're saying, he's not particularly, like, the cutest guy. Or, you know, it's not, like, girls just thinking he's cute. He just is, he just is infectious. Like, his smile yeah. is infectious. The way he plays is infectious. And, I mean, imagine trading Mookie Betts. Poor Red Sox fans. I mean, they are going through it right now. It must just be like watching an ex just be happy on repeat 24-7. <laughs> it would suck. It would really suck. But, you know, it took all season to get this point. And I love baseball. And I don't think I'm ever going to not love baseball. It was a real moment for me, guys. Like, I was really, really excited. Yeah, it's I. It's arguably, in my opinion, the most, like the greatest sport, ever. Wow, wow. Yeah, because if you think about it, these guys are hitting hundred miles per hour ball with a stick. <laughs> a stick. It should be impossible to do. Yeah, I think hitting a baseball is probably one of the most difficult things anyone could possibly do. 
Way harder than hitting a golf ball. I'll say that. Golf ball stands still. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, wait a sec. But but, but now, Pro Tour, you just dropped baseball as your all-time favorite sport. And you've got so much football in your blood. And there's a lot of football going on right now, too. Can we just talk about (laughs) Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson? I'm sweating thinking about it. No one thought that they were going to win that game. And then when the kicker missed, and you're you're like, Russell has the ball. They're going to win. And that was just a gift. And then it doesn't happen. And they have a turnover. Oh, my gosh. I was screaming. Screaming. Called back. Called back. Yeah. If you have Kyler Murray as your fantasy football quarterback – I don't even, I would not want to be anywhere near you because that was just such a roller coaster of emotions to go through that game and then to have them come out. I, the Seahawks need to forever be in primetime slots. They never have a, a, a disappointing game. It's always the most entertaining. It was really entertaining. And, and what about, and PG, what about your Steelers? You know, wow. I haven't wanted to talk about it. I haven't tweeted about it. I don't want to jinx them. Got it. Got the it. The only undefeated team is the Steelers. Like, what the fuck is going on? I did not see that coming at all. They look good. This is the best they've looked in so long. And we just need to keep Big Ben healthy. That's the biggest thing. If he's healthy, then we have a really good shot. But they look good. They look really, really good. And I think it's because. Once they got rid of A.B. and Le'Veon, I think that dynamic was very toxic for the team. And it was all about A.B. And we're kind of seeing that now with all of his kind of personal struggles and how difficult he is to deal with. I think that really made an impact on the team as a whole. And it seems like now that they're all gone, there's really not that many like huge personalities. I mean, you have Juju, but he's so sweet and so awesome that they're really coming together and it seems like they're playing as like a real team now instead of before it was three people and that's all everyone was counting on. And so it's cool to see. I mean, everyone knows my love for Mike Tomlin. I would marry that man in a heartbeat. I love him. I love him. I love so many people, but Mike Tomlin's number one. I would take Mike Tomlin over Mookie. And that man's old. There's just something about him. <laughs> well, that's like, when vibe. he's in his when he's like in his Steelers gear. He's just oh, oh. But no, it's really cool that they're undefeated. Hopefully, they can keep it going. But a lot of the games were so close. Yeah. You know, Paige. So tight. Paige, this is kind of sad for Josh though because we have to cover his team. Oh. Then we well, let does, him... is it his team if he doesn't know the quarterback's name? Yeah. That is true. I know, I know, because the whole thing, my stutter rant was that I would rather have David Carr, his brother who played. I was like, that was, the, I got, believe me, everyone sure. jumped all over me for it. I, I, I definitely sure. screwed that up. <laughs> um, Tom Brady kicked my team's ass. Mm-hmm. And I, and I actually, you know what? I, I think I must hate the Patriots because I didn't really hate Tom Brady kicking the Raiders ass. I think it's a Patriots thing, but it's it interesting to see wow. how Tom Brady is still keeping the Bucks afloat, and now the Patriots are really, really struggling. And Cam's not the superhero that he was the first Did he week. Get so, yeah, yeah, he got benched at the end of the game. I don't know if he got benched. That's a good. That's a good. Listen, I, I, I know he. I know I he think sat. He got 
Oh, yeah. No, he definitely did. Um, but it's it's like as soon as he got COVID, everything kind of went downhill for the Patriots. But uh, I guess it was Tom Brady, not Belichick. So now we know that. And that makes actually I love that outcome. And I look, look, th- th- Tom Brady just had another quarterback sneak for a touchdown. I mean, what are you doing? You're not only are you a franchise player, you're the GOAT and you're doing quarterback sneaks. You got to hand it to him. And look, the Raiders, I have no misconceptions about the Raiders. The, the first two games, were, the, those wins were flukes. Like, I, I am a Raider diehard fan. They just, they're just not that good. They, 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 they get lucky to make the playoffs, but they beat the Chiefs. So that was my, like, that was like my one thing. And I was, that was insane. Yeah. That, that was, was insane. an insane game. Yeah. And so I got that for this season. That's, we beat the Chiefs. That's it. So, Josh. Sorry, can I ask a quick, quick question about the Raiders? What would you do to change that team if you had the power to, like, right now? Like, two things. Quarterback. Quarterback and what? Or is that the only issue? No. So, so Raider D has always been this great sort of pride. Raider D, right? They're secondary. They're defensive. They're defensive ends. And we're really young. Um, and then we had uh, – our, our, our strong safety was out all of last year. Um, he's come back. Um, he's not, he's not, they, they, the Raider D has been suffering and I think it's going to take a little while. I mean, if you think of all the hall of fame, not even hall of fame, all pro defensive ends that have come from around the league, a lot of them have actually started at the Raiders. Hmm. So we don't have that Raider D and we just, I mean, we have an amazing running back. We have hands. We have a great tight end. Just, I just, I just don't believe in that quarterback, David Derrick. <laughs> <laughs> He's insignificant enough for you to get his name right. Yeah, and I mean, here's the other thing. I've, we're all in for with Gruden, and I mean, now he's he's got a ten year contract, and he's part owner of the team. So I, even if the last game of last year, I was at Oakland. I watched. It was the last game at the Oakland Coliseum. It was That's an epic. So cool. But it but it was so cool to go. And they they shit the bed in the second half. They played like assholes. And at that point, we were all almost like, well, wait, we're we're screwed because now we got Carr and we got Gruden, and they played the worst game for all the Oakland fans. And I mean, there were right. You we talked about this. There were fights and riots and fires in the parking lot because they just gave up on their fans. So. I have to be, I have to trust Gruden because he's there and he's not going away and he owns part of the team. So it's got to be, a, I think we need a new quarterback. Well, I think with all the teams being relatively healthy, everyone looks pretty good for the most part. I mean, there's been not that many huge blowouts and we've had some teams beat some really good teams and it's been so close and you saw that with all the games this week and it's you're saying like yeah there could be huge changes but it's just one play or one stupid mistake that's really hurting um the teams right now and I I've been working on my picks because I'm as you guys know I'm getting more into betting and I was uh 10 for 12 this week with my game's pick. Shut so, up. Yeah. I I got the Seahawks wrong, and then I picked the Falcons because we have to pick the Falcons, and that was a stupid pick anyways. But uh, they ended up <laughs> losing by one anyways. But no, so I think I'm going to start. We have to start doing some more picks on this show because I think I actually have a secret talent for it. I, you must. Ten, I mean, that's better than anyone I know, that, that record. 10 for 12? You could 10 for 12 this week. You could make a lot of money in Vegas. 
Well, let's let's hope. Maybe that will be our next segment. We'll just be trying to make a lot of money and see what happens. But we're going to do some TNA next because we have some pretty good questions this week. A couple real juicy ones. So keep on listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. some tna but first tori has a little something she needs to say no i just want to say obj torn acl uh, yeah. oh i know i forgot to mention that uh, but my that's heart football. my heart hurts but that's football but with those quads man <laughs> you don't you don't suspect that i'm just I'm, I'm hurting i'm like actually praying for the kid i'm like shoot because I've done the ACL injury, so I'm like, I don't wish that upon anyone, even my worst enemy. I, I well, he's so fiery, too. Like, you know he just wants to compete and to win. So that's mm-hmm. always rough to see. I mean, we've seen some pretty bad injuries with Dak and now OBJ. So <sighs> hopefully a speedy recovery for both of them. Um, it's a really shitty situation. He's good, And he's good for the game, and he's good <laughs> for the highlight reel. So what are you, why are you two laughing? Oh my God, you're doing silent laughing. You're laughing so hard. I can't even hear you. And you're like both swaying your head the same. What is, are you guys texting or something? What's going on? No. I just walked into the most private joke ever. <laughs> Not that private. <laughs> um, listen back, Josh, and maybe you'll get it. Maybe a little, a little quicker. Oh, did you did you say did you make a pun or something? I did. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was a good one. Was it about <laughs> it? Was it about me? No. Okay, good. No, okay. it was about OBJ. Okay. Oh, got it. There we go. There it is. <laughs> In all fairness, I wasn't on that podcast, so you're right. It took me a second. Got it. <laughs> okay, let's get into some DNA. All right, here we go. This one. Oh God, I'm not sure. I I. I'm not sure what to say about this. All right. 
I'm 40, married, two kids. I love them all more than anything. I've always been a flirt. How can I make new female friends in my situation without coming across as just wanting to find hookups? My wife would probably leave me if I just started hanging out with cute new women. WTF can I do? Do I just give up on having female friends? I'm stuck and unhappy, but not with my marriage, if that makes sense. I get it. That's, a tar- that's kind of a hard situation. I feel like once you are in a serious relationship, it almost feels like it's just you and that person. You can never have friends of the opposite sex because things can get a little bit complicated. I would say that I have more of like a flirty personality. I think it's just stem from my job and just being around men all the time. And even if you're just being nice, it comes off um, pretty flirty. And I, I think it's hard because I think sometimes... For me, like when I'm in relationships, I almost miss being single and like the attention that you get and just having that like innocent flirtation with other people. I think that's really fun. Um, and that's something that I've always missed being in relationships. It's just kind of the, the fun side of being single. But it's not that I'm unhappy with the relationship. It's just that I also want to kind of f- feel like normal and wanted and alive again. Like I miss that. I don't know about you, Josh, like being married for so long, you probably speak about this a little bit better, but I'm sure there's a part of you where it's like you do miss just having, just being flirty with people and, and and having it just be fun. And it's not that you want to sleep with that person or hook up with them. It's just like a fun interaction. But again, it's like, is that cheating? Is that unfair to the other person? It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking through, I'm reading this over again and just the way, the way he worded it. And he said, he's always been a flirt. Um, um, and then what if I started out with cute new women, like cute, what, what does that mean? Like, I'm not sure I am. Uh, look, I did 10 years in when I was doing, um, home improvement television, I was always with new couples, new, new, new women, whatever. And, you know, TV, they always picked, you know, attractive people to be on. So I was always around that. And so I, I get what he's, I think I get what he's trying to say. Um, but, and you, you want to feel like that. Maybe he wants that validation of that. Uh, you know, Hey, I, I take care of my body or I think I'm handsome. Like I still got it. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe that's what he's trying to do. Um, because it's always nice when someone says, you know, Oh, you know, you look great today or you're, you're, oh, Oh, you're so funny or whatever. So, I, I think you need more information. It's, I think it's worded so that I'm not sure. I mean, no one should have to have permission to make new friends, but there's also a very slippery slope when it comes to uh, married. He's 40. He's been, probably been married. He's got two kids. So he's probably been married at least five, probably 10 years. The relationships gets a little stale, so maybe he wants a little bit of fire. Well, how do you keep a relationship exciting? And, like, what can you do in a relationship? Because I feel like you just get so comfortable with someone that you lose that spark and those butterflies. And, like I said, like, when I miss being single, that's what I miss. I miss getting that, like, nervous energy again compared to you just feel so comfortable with that other person. It's like, do 
as a woman, like, is it my responsibility to put more effort into it? Like, should I then treat it as if it's like a new relationship again to kind of get that that spark going? Is it on the guy to be more romantic and to go the extra mile to make them feel that way? I mean, it's it's really hard to say. Well, I, I will tell you this. It's a lot more boring an answer, in my opinion. It's more of a boring answer than that. that. When you have, when you've been married a while and you have kids, you have a lot more roles. Your relationship is moves more back. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't have excitement and you shouldn't have fire. It's just, you know, more of your day is dealing with the family, whether it's your career, her career, the kids school, the kids extracurricular, whatever it is that it's harder, but I think it's up to both people. And the funny thing is, and now I'm, you know, we're way into it with us. The, the thing that'll always, if my wife says something that makes me laugh, I, I automatically go, all right, if my kids are home, we're not, we're not, we're not going to the bedroom right now, but now I'm, she says something that made me laugh. I go, Hmm, okay, it's time. I'm going to, I'm going to call a restaurant and we're going to have date night, or I'm going to bring a babysitter or we're going to do, I'm, I'm now within the next three days going to do something to capitalize on that because that was hot, you know, or whatever <laughs> she did or, 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 or if she wears something or if she just does something like, it, it sneaks up on you because you're so you, you want to be a good dad and you want to be a good husband and you want to be a good provider. And the woman wants to be a good mom and a good wife and a good provider and whatever. So you get all this and then it just kind of it'll go. And it's it's unsexy and it's boring, but it's life. Yeah. I think it's just you want what you can't have. And so I'm sure Tori being single is like, maybe I want it to have more stability and have a relationship. And then you're, you know, people who are in relationships are probably like, you know, I miss being single and having that like fun side of it. But then it's like, obviously, being in a serious relationship has its struggles and then being single also has its struggles. So I think you just have to make the best out of whatever it is. And if he is happy in his relationship, I think he needs to focus on that and not trying to seek um, relationships with other cute new women, as he said, that's, that's not going to be good for the marriage. And yeah. if he is truly happy and in the marriage, then, um, he wouldn't probably want to be seeking that. So, yeah, um, I, it seems like there's a little bit more to that than leads on. But again, I think it, it comes from both sides. I know I've definitely gotten comfortable in relationships where, you know, maybe I don't take as good care of myself or, um, I don't try to do things that are more spontaneous or sexy and then the guy maybe doesn't do things as romantic or goes that extra mile. And so I think you do have to make time for each other and put that little extra effort in to keep it, keep it hot. Here's the other thing, PG. I have very close, probably half a dozen very close friends or family members of mine that have been recently divorced within the last three years. And, and I'm talking mostly about guys and they get divorced and they go, crazy right they go yeah. hog wild and they do it it anywhere from three months to a year they just go bananas out doing trips girls drinking whatever they just almost all of them after about a year are like okay yeah i don't really want to do that anymore i i you know yeah. now i want to you know i got my kids and those are important to me and now i want to have a relationship or or a, i want to spend more than three dates with someone or whatever it's so when, when you were saying about with pro tour and about maybe she wants stability and stuff i think i think just us getting unhappy is part of life we get a little bored and that just takes work and sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't i mean i've been 
stuck and unhappy before. And it's, and it's maybe lasted even six months. And that sucks. I don't think you're going to get it from other, other, other friends. It's got to, it's got to be something else. I wish there wasn't so much pressure on people to get married because I think that you don't enjoy being single that much because you feel the pressure to get married and have kids. And uh, you don't like that's such a fun part in your life where you are single and you're dating and you're having so much fun. And I feel like so many people um, don't enjoy that because they're trying to find their person and they find their person and then they're like, oh, wait, like I do wish I was single. Or I do kind of miss that. So again, I just wish they kind of take the pressure off of especially women to find a husband and get married. And I feel like it is changing slightly, but there's still a lot of pressure. I know all of my girlfriends are like, I want to get married and I want to get engaged. And I'm like, there's no rush. Like you don't have to rush into anything. Like enjoy, enjoy that part because that is so much fun. And I feel like maybe that's why people aren't as happy in their marriage because maybe they try to just marry someone because they didn't want to be alone or they don't want the stigma of being single. And, you know, there's so much that goes into it. But I think we as a side just need to say it's it's okay being single. It's great being single. Enjoy being single. That's like so much as such a fun part of your life. But also then when you're ready, being married is great. And that's so much fun instead of always like, I wish it was this. I wish it was that. And keep going back and forth because either both are hard. Agreed. Sorry, what do you have to say as a single lady? That's why I'm single. <laughs> this girl ain't stuck. Just kidding. <laughs> well, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let's get more. Can we get a little bit more out of that? That's why you're There's single. There's nothing like, here. There's nothing here. <laughs> well, do you feel the pressure that you feel like you need to like meet someone and get married? No, not really. I mean, I'm in LA. Everyone's like single till like they're 80. And I mean, my family, they're all, they were all like married or have met their significant other by my age, which is like a little, like sometimes you go through like, is something wrong with me? But then I'm like, I'm doing such a different path than they are. And my family's so close. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel pressure. And then after certain dating situations, you're like, yeah, no, thanks. No more cupcakes. <laughs> I I do think it has changed a lot where the there isn't as much pressure and people aren't like, oh, you're 24 and you're not married. People are like waiting until they're in their, you know, like early 30s now when they're starting to get more serious. And people are, are having kids much later. So I think it is changing, but I still see that with my friends where they will rush into a relationship because they don't want to be the only single girl and then they're unhappy. And I'm like enjoy being single like it's so much fun so it goes both ways yeah for sure the only thing is that my eggs die you know our eggs die you can freeze them <laughs> yeah and by the way who's 20, paying for that that's you're right that's expensive that's but, but you, yeah. uh, you have you have an easy decade easy decade you don't even start oh, no. freezing. I, I think it's 38, I think, is when you start freezing. Maybe 35. 35 is when you, when, if you get pregnant when you're 35, it, it's like a different classification. Like you're just, you're just an older pregnancy. But, um, but I, don't, I don't know anyone that's had a kid at 24. Not, not right oh, now. I know tons. No, I, I did. Tons. I don't anymore. A lot of my friends really? are married with kids. Yeah. I think it just depends on where you live. LA, you're just not doing that. Right. Grass Valley, where I'm from. Ah. 16 and pregnant. Newport, where I'm from, where my family moved to. 
22 and married. Yeah, I forgot about Grass Valley because I'm from Merced and th- these guys were getting, these guys were having kids after high school graduation. So Grass yeah. Valley is like, what, two hour and a half from Merced. So we're, we're from good old cloth. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's also why I'm like, there's no rush. But I do have this weird thing where I'm like, I either want four kids or no kids. So if I marry young, four kids. If I marry old, no kids. Really? Makes sense in my head. I, I mean, I go back and forth, too, if I want to have kids or not, um, especially after I spent the week with my sister and her one-year-old. Um, but, no, it's, it's hard. I don't – I have no maternal instincts. It's really sad. Like, it was actually sad. Like, what's wrong with me? You were raised by Vampira. But my but it's weird, though, because my mom is, like, with my dog and then with Delilah, my sister's baby – so sweet and so comforting and so loving and it's just like my sister's the same way my dad's like that i just don't have that that instinct that maternal instinct fair dude if you have a one-year-old a cute one-year-old that you don't have to take care of and it's not your jam then i think that's a pretty good indicator that maybe you don't want to you don't want kids right now at least right now but Josh, did you ever feel like you, like, are men ever prepared to be dads? Like, oh. why is there pressure for women to feel like we're moms immediately? But, like, dads are never, I feel like never ready. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Really? I couldn't wait. I was so, I, and I, you you know how you said you wanted four? Yeah. Four or zero? So I, I wanted three, and I, it was probably because I came from three. But I could not wait to be a dad. I loved I loved it. It was hard, but it was awesome. And I wanted more and more and more. And we just, we, we literally had physical issues with, with it. And I'll tell you this. So, so postpartum is no joke real. I've seen it firsthand um, where, you know, you know, you know, my wife loved that baby more than anything, but I saw what postpartum does and it's, it's a motherfucker. So that, that sort of a thing, it's so tricky with, with, with all of it. But then I said, okay, well, maybe we got to hold off on the next, you know, we both did, we both decided let's not, you know, my goal was three, but let's just hold off because this is more important in dealing with this. But yeah, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to be a dad. I love, I love being a dad. Were you that hands-on though? Like, do you, do you change diapers? Uh, I'll tell you this. Okay. So one thing I did do, uh, I changed, I, I was the diaper changer. Because I wasn't the feeder, right? I was the uh, so I would do, and my my daughter saw more Sports Center at night, you know, because you know you, she gets up in the middle, and then I do the bottle feed, and so we would get. She, I have so many like, I for my daughter's sixteenth, I'm stuttering, I know. For my daughter's sixteenth, the biggest present that she got is I went and got all the mini DVDs from the camcorder that I used to have because that's bad. I I put them all on a thumb drive. And we were watching them and I was like, I mean, I was a mess, a blubbering mess, but I <laughs> loved being a dad and the, the hikes that we'd take and the, the feedings and the, the jokes. We well, had. I think that helps too, because again, there's so much pressure on the woman to provide. And it's like, well, you're the mom. And I, I literally had a guy, <laughs> I think it's also a reason why I don't want to have kids because I love my job so much and what I do but I had a guy in the golf industry we were having a conversation about why there's not more women in golf and he said women 
women don't continue in golf because their path and destiny and life is to be a mother and the baby and the kids need their mom more than their dad and so the dad is the provider and the mom is the nurturer and so I was like I don't I almost like don't want to have kids and protest of people like that where it's like I feel like guys put all of the responsibilities on the mom to be the nurturer when a dad is just should be just as, a, as an important role in that kid's life. And it's almost like they use that as an excuse to not be a good father. And that just drives me crazy. Like, I don't want to have a kid. And then all of a sudden, it's like that kid is my whole life. And that's all I have to do. I still want to have a life outside of it like a lot of guys like they have this kid and they still get to work and they still get to do all these other things because they're making their wife do all of the all the hard stuff like I think if it's equal then that's fine but that drove me crazy well and the, I still think about that like every day the pro here's the problem with that PG is that that's been kind of there's a point to it that's been proven like look at Lorena Ochoa I mean she was the best golfer in the on the planet female golfer on the planet and she just walked away for to be with her kids. So there's evidence. And there's of nothing that. wrong with that and too. Right, I want exactly, to say that exactly. because some like my sister loves being a mom, and it's her most rewarding job that she's ever had. And being a mom is really fucking hard. I think it's probably the most difficult job out there. So I don't want to take away from anyone who like that's their their life is to be a mother. I think that's one of the most amazing things ever. But um, that's just not like who I am. Like I I like working. I like having a job. And I just don't know if it's like, once I have a baby, it's like, oh my God, my whole life is going to be this baby. I don't get to work anymore. I don't get to like have a life anymore. Like that's crazy. It's true. And it will, and it will. So just, so just hold off till now. You can always. You can... Oh yeah. I'm not going to, we're not even on the radar Perfect. at all. Perfect. <laughs> not even, <laughs> no, we're close. No, we're close. I, I've like always been paranoid about being pregnant. That's like one thing. I won't even like be having sex and I'll get a pregnancy test. I'm like, I'm carrying baby Jesus. Like I, I'm pregnant. Like I, it's just it's like a big fear of mine is being pregnant. Baby Jesus. Okay. All right. Uh, shall we move, shall we move on after the immaculate conception conversation? Yes. Please. Cool. Okay. This is, I think this is a joke. This is kind of, this might be a joke because it says, um, my girlfriend likes your fashion style. So that's a joke, right? Oh, come on, Josh. You have the worst fashion sense out of anyone I've ever met in my entire life. I do not wear white socks with black spikes, and you should have had me on to protest that. No, I know that you do. You've <laughs> definitely done that before. I, PG, I have style. You might not like my style, but I have style. I'm not... Stone, I, I guess. I, you have athleisure. I have style. Green pants. Oh gosh. They're, gosh. they're style. That's style. You might not like it, but that is a style, right? You rock it, Josh. Okay. You rock it. All right, here we go. My girlfriend <clears throat> likes your fashion style and is roughly the same, quote, dimensions <laughs> as you. She always had a hard time finding clothes that fit her, but still tapered at the waist. Please recommend some athletic and casual brands for her. <laughs> Josh, I spent all of my time on the golf course. What do you expect me to wear? Um, a collar? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> no! A collar. Ew, a collar. That's my Who favorite... That's what you're, you're rocking right now is my favorite shirt you've ever worn. 
Oh, my flannel. I love it. My flannel shirt. Thanks, Josh. I'm going to burn it after this because <laughs> if you like it, it must be so shitty. Um, so when I look for clothes, it's definitely difficult. So instead of looking at, I mean, like what it actually is, I look at the fabric. And so it needs to have a lot of stretch in it. And so I shop a lot at Revolve. Um, they have a lot of really great stuff. Lululemon. Carbon 38 is really great. They, they pick different items from other websites and just kind of curate looks. It's like a revolve, but for athletic wear. That's where I get most of my stuff. Aloe yoga is really great. And then for like my casual stuff, again, I probably just shop mostly at like revolve or I don't want to say free people are urban because it's fast fa- fashion and a lot of people are against that. But again, a lot of people also don't have the budget to spend a lot of money on their clothes. And so you can find some really good stuff there as well. So um, I, I just kind of search around, see what works for me. And again, it's all, all fabric. All of my clothes are stretchy. Like all of my clothes are stretchy. So is, is this stuff, does it matter? Is there a price point? Is, is the expensive stuff the better stuff? Lululemon's pretty I, expensive, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, it's all relative, but I'm not a designer brand type of person. I don't see myself ever spending a lot of money on just one piece of clothing. And so especially to when I post something, I don't tend to wear it again unless it's just like out and about, but I don't like to spend a lot of money on my clothes. I only have like one expensive handbag that I take for events, but I, again, I just, I don't like spending money on clothes. I never have, um, never will. It's just not something that interests me. I think growing up with not having like a lot of money, I just don't, I, I, we've never really been materialistic and even like with cars and houses and clothes, like I don't need someone to think that I'm rich based off of what I'm wearing or have them treat me any different. So I think you can find really good pieces at a decent price point. If you are going to spend money, spend them on like good staple pieces. And I think this goes for guys and um, girls. So there's like five, probably five key items that you need in your closet. So you need a really good pair of jeans, um, some good basics for guys, like a good, and for girls, like a good, um, like blazer, good, um, like dress pants. And that's pretty much it that you really need to probably spend a lot of money on everything else. It doesn't really matter. Got it. And why don't, how are you not having a clothing endorsement? You got it, don't you? So I have decided not to have one because I do like to have the freedom to wear whatever I want. And so I was with a company for a while. And after that was done, it's the same with golf equipment too. I don't like being stuck with just one brand. I like being able to wear and play with whatever I want. And so it's been a personal choice to not be with one company. So you would not, you would say no to Lululemon if they said, we want you to be our girl and we're going to give you everything and we're going to give you money and we're going to give you all of it. I think I think it depends on one how much money they would be paying me, but <laughs> right. but probably not. That's right. But, but yeah, but like probably not because with my Instagram, golf is golf is boring, and I post swing videos. Swing videos are boring, and so when people come to look at my page, they're looking at what I'm wearing, and so my clothes really dictate the views and the engagement. And so it's really important to one my brand, but also to making things interesting and fun because a lot of the stuff that I wear on Instagram is not stuff that I would wear normally to just walk around in or play golf in, but I do it because 
that's it's interesting it's it makes people have an opinion or uh they'll comment on it like it's a it's purposeful and so my clothes are really really important to the content that i create okay which i mean to people what like looking at it it's probably not that you wouldn't even think that because you're like, oh, it's leggings and a tank top. But I actually put a lot of effort into the top that I wear. And you can see the engagement skyrocket depending on the shirt that I'm wearing compared to like something else. Like it makes a big difference. Well, there's been a couple of them recently <laughs> that have, have, have had some fire on social media, haven't there? I crossed the line. I found my line. <laughs> I, I wore this top. And the green top? Was, the green top. It's I wore so this... cute. I don't get it. So it was just because I think that one, it was fairly low cut and then the back was completely open. And so I swung and I just felt naked. Like I literally felt naked and I was embarrassed for myself. Like I was like, I can't, people are probably looking at me and they're like this slut, like put some clothes on. It was the first time I've ever felt like uncomfortable with what I was wearing. It was, it was just a little too much, but it looked good in the video. That's so that's why I'm saying where it's like, the things that I wear on Instagram are not things that I even sometimes even feel comfortable wearing every day, but what looks good in video and what looks good in pictures is completely different. Like you like this shirt. I would never post in this shirt. It's just, <laughs> Why not? It, you know, Why not? It, I mean, I would have to have it probably like open. But wait, wait but PG, I've seen uh, hundreds of, sh of photos of you, right? Like that's what, that's what you do. What, what would be the harm in doing like a cool, like, just a flannel or and not make it sexy. I mean, everyone everyone goes to see your Instagram because you're sexy, right? So like you said, the fans only page where you wanted to do turtlenecks and stuff. I don't I, I, I would actually say that you should post that flannel just for that reason. Well, I think there's so many different platforms and what I do on Instagram isn't always what I post on YouTube or Twitter or whatever it may be. And so on YouTube, I am not very sexy. I would wear something like this. It's more my real personality. But on Instagram, it's all about engagement. And people say, like, you want attention. I'm like, yes, that's the point of being on Instagram is to um, get views and get likes and get comments. Like, that's what we're after because that gets more eyes on the product that I'm promoting or it just it gets a response it gets something like you need to post certain things to get a response out of people and it's not a good thing or a bad thing it's just kind of how it works what about this right let's do a bet oh god pace yeah. believes the rays are going to win the world series josh you're a dodger fan if dodgers win you get to pick a shirt of your choice for Paige to post on instagram if Paige, a story, I will not okay, do a main feed okay. post. Why not? Okay, a story post. Why not? Uh, it's a Listen, take what you can get, Josh, okay? okay? And Paige, what would you like Josh to do if the Dodgers lose the World Series? I can't even say that without wanting to cry. Yeah. It's got to be comparable. It's got to be comparable. Okay, you have to you have to post a picture of you wearing black shoes with white socks. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe burn the green pants, but that oh, one too. The green pants are amazing. Ooh, I do kind of like burning the green pants. No, let's do that. No, we'll burn the green pants. I can't. I can't take that bet. You can buy new pants. If she's not gonna do an in feed, you can say no to the burning the pants. Okay. Okay. Deal. 
So we'll go with the black, the, what was it? The black slides and black shoes, white socks. Okay. So I have to like, like, is it like a, but it's a golf cause it's a golf picture. Okay. Like it's you're a wearing... golf picture. I got to wear white socks with my black spikes. Yes. Okay. That's fair. And shorts. Okay. Like you can't wear pants. They have to be visible. Do I have to pull up the socks? Yes. Like you got to do it the way you would do it. I, I wouldn't do it. It doesn't matter. Okay. That's fine. But look, I'm going to say this. My point is that I'm actually think that this is good for you. If you want, I, I hope I win because I think my point will end up being that this is a good thing for you. You act like I, I just post in lingerie all the time. Like I've posted pictures of me not showing cleavage. I didn't like, say cleavage. I had bit. nothing to do with cleavage. It was, it's, but that's all. But the shirts that I wear, I don't think are that provocative, except for the fact that some cleavage is showing. Like I'm wearing like normal shirts. They're not like these crazy outrageous shirts. No, I didn't say they were outrageous at all. Yeah, Josh. Athleisure. Yeah, Josh. Athleisure. What are you talking about? Wow. Wow. No, Jamie. I get what he's. No, I get what he's I know, saying. I know. Though, in the sense of an oversized <laughs> flannel, like a guy almost likes you better when you're in like his t-shirt <laughs> from the night after versus the like mini skirt. So we're gonna let the what we're gonna let the listeners speak and Paige is following. See what happens. I'm all. Nervous. Paige, is, I hope Josh you're so right uncomfortable. Because, right, and Josh Paige, I hope you're right right, right now. <laughs> I'm not Paige has been putting up a fight where I felt like I literally had to step in and defend Josh because you know what, Paige, I hope you're right because you, you've you made him redder than a tomato. I'm not shaming. I was just messing with I you. Know, I, I don't was want messing it. with I you. I don't want shaming. I don't want it. I don't want it. We talk about it all the time. I don't want to be it. So funny. But listen, her, Josh. Josh, I think you could actually totally be in the right. I think guys would love to see her in something oversized or whatever. But Paige knows her following better than anyone. So we're going to have to let them speak on it. World Series. I, I think the Dodgers are actually going to win. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be the one losing this bet. But. Let's see. I have raised in seven, so. <laughs> I'm going to need to see your wardrobe. I'm going to need to go through it. I'm going to need to pick out. Mm. I'm going to have to go mm. through the I'll, have a, I'll wear this shirt. You like this shirt? I'll wear this shirt. Fair. Yes. Okay. We'll, 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 oh, we'll do it straight on this shirt. Ugh. And you can do, hey, look, PG, you could do whatever you want. You don't have to wear. You could wear some, some leggings or some jeans or maybe some shorts or maybe... If it's long enough, maybe you don't need it. And then you've got the whole like 90. That, I feel like that de that like defeats the purpose. Why? I feel like I have to wear like jeans with it and just be like normal and be like, hi, I'm Paige. I wear normal clothes. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack. I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> like, I feel like that's like the vibe we're going for. To be honest, I've never seen you wear jeans. So I'd be here for it. I've never seen you wear what? jeans. I Talk about jeans. staple pieces that Paige does not own herself. <laughs> Boy Pro Tour. I wear jeans all the time. What are you talking about? Leggings slash jeggings aren't jeans. <laughs> you guys are mean to me. We're going to wrap this show up so I can wear my jeggings in peace. Jeez, Tori. I thought you were always on my side. What's this about? Dodgers. This about? Listen. We're going blue. Dodgers better win. Dodgers bring just... out a nasty side of you. I'll say that. <laughs> it's fun when I'm not a part of the bet, you know? How yeah. about it? Stir the pot. I love it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm just thinking about the next two games. Hopefully there's two games. Yeah, excuse me. I know. We need the Rays to win in seven. Guys, please, I need all of the 
support and good juju coming my way. So keep it coming. If you want to see cleavage, you got to have the Rays win this. This is for you. I am doing this for you. So keep that in mind. But again, thanks guys for listening to today's episode. And as always, we want to hear from you. So email us at par at iheartradio.com. Send us in all of your questions. We love your questions. So keep them coming. And we will be here next time. Please come back. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.